0: Welcome to the Grace Lace Podcast. I'm Eve Stipes, and together with my co-host, Ruth Joe Simons, this season we're talking about everyday habits for spiritual growth. Today we're tackling a familiar topic, but hopefully with fresh perspective. So, can you think of a time when putting someone else's needs before yours changed your life? Can that even happen? Is serving others an afterthought in your life or an intentional practice? Do you serve out of duty or desire? Oh man, so many questions. Let's talk about it. Before we get started, we want to take a minute to thank NavPress for partnering with us on this episode. One of the books that inspired a lot of conversation for this season is Donald Whitney's book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, published by NavPress. Whitney's book shows how rather than being legalistic or restrictive, practicing spiritual disciplines allows us to experience greater spiritual liberty and helps us grow in godliness. His convicting insight on the disciplines will challenge you to grow in new ways as a Christian, regardless of where you are in your walk. Visit navpress.org slash spiritual-disciplines to learn more. Now, let's get going. So what do you think serving really comes down to? I mean, we're going to be in that tension a lot, I think, of the like, should I? Can I? How do we know what the line is about like, some because when it in all reality there are things that we really should do, like whether we feel like doing it or not. So what's the line there? How do you even know?
1: So I want to look unpack that a little bit with you, Eve, because I think we need to be we we need to stop and really define what we mean by serving and like why we serve, right? Because this word serving instantly is the action that comes from the posture or the role of a servant, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We're really talking about somebody who's posturing herself or himself um, in humility, in serving and putting somebody else's needs before their own. So whether, you know, whether we're talking about servant leadership or um, serving, a meal or whatever, however we want to put the word serving to use, it's always in conjunction with um, an action that requires that we who are serving take on humility and consider somebody else's needs, consider somebody else more important than ourselves. Um, And so rather than go straight to um, thinking about I mean truly yes this whole idea of like duty or delight it matters but the reason why we're talking about it within the context of Christian um disciplines how we could have spirit this act as a spiritual discipline something we incorporate in our lives for our formation for our godliness for our growth the reason why I'm including this is because Because Jesus models it for us, right? Because there is a modeling of what serving looks like, regardless of what your status is or your title or your role, whether you are, some of us um, are in a life circumstance where we're caring for an aging parent or a special needs child, or we have somebody, a family member who lives with us. Serving becomes, or, or maybe like both of us, me and you, Eve, you're a mama and your life yeah. feels like it's about serving all the time. Right. It's, it's not so much about, wait, are you checking it off your list that you are doing something that somebody else is needing something benefiting from, from. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're talking about what is the discipline of choosing to make your life an act of service to others. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah.
0: Well, and I think too, we're serving. Yes. From a posture of humility, but also like for the purpose of saying like, I want this service to the person to be an act of worship to God. Like Mm -hmm, there's a difference mm -hmm. in like, I'm taking care of the needs of my child. Like I am taking care of the diapers and feeding them lunch. Those things are Acts of service, but that's not necessarily like the discipline of serving as worship. It could be if I set my heart correctly for those tasks, but it's not an automatic. So I think the difference that we're talking about as a spiritual discipline is really how we start, right? It's that intention. And we've talked about this in several episodes of like, what is my heart posture? Like, how am I approaching this? How am I setting. Um, the expectation for myself about the end goal of whatever task or thing that I'm doing. How am I using this in my walk with the Lord? How does it form me to serve others for the Lord?
1: Yeah, that's good. It's not that we shouldn't bring a meal or sign up for another nursery, all those things you can do it when it's costly, but in order for those things to be formational in our lives, when we give of our time and our energy and we serve others, for that to be formational and causing us to be sanctified and become more godly and more Christ like in doing so, we need to be doing it for the right reasons and with yeah. the right heart. So that's kind of where we're landing today, in wanting to talk about this topic. So our best example is really Jesus himself, right? Yeah. And so we, we're not making this, like I always say, we're not making this stuff up. We're not just like, <laughs> hey, it's good for us to start serving others. It's that. We, as Christ followers, desire to pattern our lives after the example of Christ. And so where not just what Jesus says and does, but what we're taught through scripture. Um, the Apostle Paul has many examples reminding us how to serve one another.
0: Yeah, I, I think the verse that I come back to immediately, and even when something you said, I forget already in the beginning, made me think like, oh yeah, it's that verse, like in Philippians four, where it talks about, well, I'll just read it. Verse three, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Mm-hmm. And I just think, yeah, I even that description, like, don't look just to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Even that feels yeah. like a shift in how I... yes interact with the people in my life, right? Am I really thinking about what's in their best interest? What do they need? How can I support that? Mm -hmm. Or am I really just concerned about like, how quickly can I get this done? How fast can I check the box that says I helped them or supported them or did what they needed? That's a totally different idea.
1: You know, this passage, the Philippians 4, 3 through 7 passage is the one that Troy, my husband Troy, quotes all the time in relation to him, and like our relationship, Mary, our marriage and to the boys as six brothers. Like he's always quoting this because even though we don't think of ourselves as serving one another, maybe in marriage, we're like, okay, let's serve one another, but boys, we're not talking to them like boys today, you will serve each other. It's (laughs) But the thing is, whenever we have a posture of humility and considering one another more important than ourselves, then we're not saying even within our home, right? We're talking about serving outside our home, like in community, right? Serving others. But even within our own homes, we're always having that conversation at home with the boys about like, hey, it's not that big of a deal to wipe down the table after your brother has made a mess there. It doesn't have to be perfectly even, perfectly fair. You can consider somebody else and say, wow, there are times when they serve me and I'm going to serve them. I will take the lesser spot um, or I will take the smaller portion, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, that means I will um, consider myself um, less important than you. And that's certainly a posture that leads to service to another. And, you know, um, maybe a mirroring or a complimentary passage would be Mark chapter 10, verses 42 345. And I'll just read that for us. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, you know, that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them, but it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus literally is saying, I am the example that I am Lord of all, but (laughs) I came as God with us. I came to be among you so that I might serve you, so that I might lead you back to the throne of grace. That it's not about, even though I am King of Kings, he's like, it's not that you would just come and worship and just you know, serve me, I am actually lowering myself to serve you. And so I think about, you know, all these touch points that we're mentioning today that serving others is actually, it seems so easy. It seems like, wow, well, I'll just add these things to my agenda. Like, I will, I mean, I'm not saying that everyone's thinking this, but sometimes it feels like as easy as I'll volunteer for this at my church. I'll make sure I go help at the soup kitchen and I'll watch my friends' kids a few hours a week. Those might be exactly what you need to be doing. But if the heart posture is that you puff yourself up or I puff myself up in the volunteering and in the service of of others, that I feel good about myself and I check it off, that's not at all the posture of service that Jesus is calling us to, to. He's saying, first and foremost, lower yourself so that you see your life as not your own, but as a means by which God will give mercifully to another through your life, through your willingness to serve others. Gosh, if we have that posture, if I would choose that posture – then how i do the service yeah. won't be the most important thing i can i can find different, yeah. i mean, i can look for opportunities right maybe that is watching somebody's child maybe that is helping at church maybe that is taking a meal but rather than me feeling like oh this makes me feel good about myself or it makes me feel guilty it's about serving the lord with a yeah and, a I, and of I, I think even
0: going back to that philippians passage which by the way i think we said it was philippians 4 we really meant philippians 2 <laughs> but Like it talks about him emptying himself, right? Like there's this, this forgetting of self and like really getting low, like empty in order to go back to the person and say like, Hey, how can I help? What can I do? It really, it really just is so opposite of what we want to do, right? Like we want to serve when we're totally filled up and we can give, 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 but this is not the example that Jesus has given us.
1: Yeah, totally. And I'm so glad you made that correction because I was reading off our notes and I was like, wait, Troy always says Philippians 2, 3. So I was like, I don't think I really know this passage myself, but thanks for helping me not feel like I'm crazy. So yes, the correction as and we won't go back and rerecord everything, is Philippians yeah. 2, 3 through 7, is that passage on considering one another more important than yourself. Okay, so how can we shift our hearts and minds into... We don't have to. We get to. We called this episode about serving others. We wanted to not just focus on the do 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 part, but the wow, what do we believe about serving? And even Eve, you and I want our listeners to understand that this is a yeah, get to. I think not there's a, a couple to. of
0: things. I know we've referenced this Donald Whitney book, but I love how he breaks down kind of the motivation behind. And I think when we talk about motivation, we can see a real shift in this mindset. So like, if we're motivated by obedience, like I want to obey God and he calls me to serve Mm -hmm. we're motivated by gratitude. Like God is so kind. Like he has taken care of all the needs we have. He has served us with his very life. Like the examples we just looked at. If we're motivated Mm -hmm. by gladness, like, you know, the psalm that says, serve the Lord with gladness, like there's a a motivation that we get to serve God. Like that's something that we are able to do in whatever capacity he's given us. I just think that those things change us and we're motivated by recognizing his forgiveness and not, not operating out of guilt. I know that's something that you have talked about a lot, even in When Striving Cease. Like, what does it look like to, to serve in grace, not striving for grace. Mm -hmm. Like we have what we need and we're not like, we don't need to serve out of guilt. Like that's just not what we've been given.
1: Right. Right. Well, speaking of Donald Whitney, um, I love this quote that he wrote. He says, God requires that service to him be a priority, Mm -hmm. not a pastime. that just hits me a bit. He doesn't want servants who offer him the leftovers after their other commitments. Gosh, when I think about that, I think, wow, how easy it is for me to think of serving others as something that I do after everything that um, serves me is done. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's like, let me, let me go ahead and take care of all the other things Mm -hmm. that will benefit me. That will make me money, that will get me ahead, that will make me feel good about my life, let me take care of all the things that serve me first before I do something that's costly that serves others, and that's just not yeah that's god that's not what God calls us to that's not service that's not true biblical service and so when we're talking about incorporating this habit and this discipline of incorporating a heart posture of service to the Lord in our everyday lives, we're really talking about saying, okay, how do I give him mm-hmm. my first fruits through acts of service and not just leftovers? Because it's so easy to think. And you know, um in this season we also talk about stewardship and they will be coming and but um it's really about saying this right. is my life is not my own. Because the more you think that your time your stuff. If you think like your energy is your own, then you'll serve yourself. You'll be like, "Well, it's all," about and you'll try to conserve it. Like ahead. you'll try to hold on but to when it you, and not not get yes, it all used up. Yes, Yes. but when you realize that God saved you, that you've been redeemed to be a conduit of grace. you've been redeemed to be a vessel for the gospel. You've been redeemed to be. Christ, um, the, the, the grace of God yeah. in other people's lives, then your whole person, like your hands, your feet, your voice, your presence, like can be of can be used for service to God for the good of others. And that should be part of how we're kind of considering our entire day and our, all our lives and not just do I now have time? Do I now have energy to finally think about somebody else? And so, yeah, it's, I mean, even as we're processing this out loud and friends, just so you guys know, like, it's not like even (laughs) our experts. And so we decided to do this series. In fact, we did the series because we needed it. We're preaching these things to ourselves and our team worked through this content um, through a book called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney, which is why we're referring to it. But we as a team went through this book for our own growth. And so when we were looking at season two, we knew that this is what we wanted to unpack further. So it's not that, and the very reason why we're about to enter into the next final section of every podcast where we talk about what is the gospel truth and why it matters and what what's one small thing we can do in response. The reason why we do this is because even mm-hmm. I need to apply this to our own lives yeah. as your co-hosts. And we want you to start this conversation, take it out of the high level, big picture of how I'm going to ideally serve people, but to say, <laughs> if I believe this is true, then what am I going to do about it? And honestly, it starts with me and you, right, Eve? Like we've got to process this and not just talk about it for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. but to really say, okay, so now what? So what is the gospel truth here in this episode, in this conversation? And why does it matter?
0: Yeah, I think the gospel truth is that God doesn't need us to accomplish things, right? Like he He sent Jesus to take care of every need, physical, spiritual, emotional, like all of those needs have been met through Jesus, life, death, resurrection. But part of that redemption story is that we do get to be the hands and feet, just like you said, of Christ to other people. We get to mirror his image to other people in the way that we serve them. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do it perfectly, but it matters because that's how he's designed us to live. He's designed us to be together in community. And this is one of the ways that we do that together. We get to live out the gospel in how
1: we serve each other. Right. We were served to be the body of Christ. And so, Yeah. um, yeah, we're meant to work in unison. I love that. Okay, so. so who's going first with the one small thing? I think you should go first, okay, I'll I need to first. think about mine a little bit more, <laughs> okay. so I think I've mentioned this on a few other episodes um of this series that we've been implementing a Sunday night reset as a family in this particular season of my life um i don't I'm not an empty nester. It's not like I'm just going and doing my own thing. I have like Six kids still living under my roof. And the oldest is not a kid. He's like a man child now. He's 20. He's not a, he's not a kid. But I still feed him. So yes, he's still yeah. under my roof. We're still cooking so much food. So Sunday night is like family meeting time where we're like talking about what really matters. We incorporate scripture. We're thinking through the week. We're just preaching to ourselves about mm-hmm. what we're on mission about this, this particular week. And I feel like one small thing that we can add in, which we have not, we do it organically but I'd kind of like to be more intentional about it in the light of this conversation. You don't know how to serve others. If you don't call out what needs there are, like if you're not mm-hmm. like really paying attention to need, yeah. then how do you know how to serve? Right. That's because serving, point. serving isn't just as going around going, I think I should you serve need this. in this way. <laughs> like everybody should have a bit of my whatever, you know, like that's <laughs> not serving the service is humbling yourself to see, how others have needs in that mm. you can meet that need. And so my one small thing is as a family, I think it'd be a great as part of our reset week by week to say, what are we seeing as needs in our community? Who's mm. somebody who's hurting? Who's a friend yeah. of ours that's hurting who can we have over for dinner? How mm-hmm. can we um, reach out and bless somebody else this week? And I'm not saying it has to be at a whole family effort. It's not like all eight of right. us need to do the same action, but I do think that sometimes it's helpful because I don't have a life that's just lived out online. I have mm-hmm. a life that's lived out in my local community with people in my midst, including my own family. So maybe that's even calling out what needs are within our home. And actually, we do that pretty regularly like, hey, so and so. You know, brother number so and so, he's really struggling with this. And do you want to talk about that a little bit? And how can we yeah. encourage you? And and so that's one way too to speak of a need, and then for us to serve one another in it. But calling out and um, expressing where we see need in our community and in our local in our world, um, right where we can affect change, it's a good way for us to start meeting those needs.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think for my one small thing. I feel inspired by what you even talked about earlier about Troy really like speaking that scripture in Philippians to your family. And I think Mm -hmm. so my oldest is four and he's starting to be really good at memorizing small Mm -hmm. like parts of verses. And I think Mm -hmm. that we need to I need to just start talking about it with him. Sometimes the sibling relationships are tough in our house because the twins are two almost mm-hmm. and, um, you know, sharing is hard. So I just think that using that language of serving one another and counting mm-hmm. each other as more important. I want yeah. to start really like sewing that into our family culture. So I think yeah. we're going to work on, we're going to write that verse out and start maybe working on memorizing that.
1: But it always applies. It, all, yeah, so it always, yeah, always applies to how, Wives speak to husbands. Husbands speak to wives. Brothers speak to each other. You know, siblings dealing with who's doing the dishes. It always works. And it doesn't mean, hey, consider one another more important than ourselves. And so therefore, we don't talk through rhythms and routines and who does what. But it does mean that our posture is always, we are here to serve one another. And as a family, then we can serve others. And so- yeah. So I love that. I love that you and I represent different stages of family growth even, because <laughs> yeah, I feel like what you're describing is something that we were working on heavily 10 years ago. And yeah. now as a family of eight, I, my one small thing is saying, now we got to take our service of one to one another. To others, and, and yeah. intentionally incorporate that in our week to week. So it's like the next that. step. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm grateful for that. You
0: just figure everything out and then I'll follow
1: suit. I, I'll, um, I'm on board with that plan. <laughs> and I, pro- I promise to tell the truth about how hard it is. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> perfect. Well, friends, we are so grateful as always for you to join us for these conversations. They are important conversations as we unpack like how do we actually grow what are the things we do every day and the practices and habits we incorporate that make us more like jesus so if you enjoyed the conversation we'd love for you to just write a review real quick in fact i'm going to share one um, from evie joy on apple podcast she said i've been encouraged by each episode i love the one small thing at each conclusion it really helps me focus on a tangible takeaway for my day Short episodes make it perfect for my morning walks. Thanks for helping me turn my gaze towards Christ and his love. And man, I gotta tell you, when we read reviews like that, it just makes us so happy. (laughs) Like it's so helpful to hear that God is using our conversations to encourage you and turn your face to him. That's what we want. We want you to see him and apply his word to your life.
1: So thanks friends for joining us and, um, We are so grateful that you are walking with us through this series. Share it with a friend, pass on this podcast, and we can't wait to continue this journey next time.